I am Bams, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. I'm Jupiter, and I play Missy, the forever teen, misunderstood, emo, Malkavian. Hi, I'm Oz. I play Arthur Subchak, the Nosferatu. <laughs> I'm Tom, and I play Jimmy, the best Toreador from the 80s. And hi, I'm Super Cookie. I am playing Coco. So, Missy. <laughs> On your way out of the party, if that's what you want to call it, for Jimmy's little, I don't know, ascent to the throne. Yes. After the big argument, the big fight, she leaves in a huff. So just straight out, out of the building, just to, time to go. She walks out, but as she goes through the where all the guests are, if there's anybody of importance, you know, that she has to be respectful to, she's going to put on the, the smiling face and, and say, you know, good evening, all of that. She'll exchange her goodbyes with her people. polite goodbyes. Yes. She doesn't want to just look like she's just fuming, storming out of the place. No, that would be immature. Exactly. It would reflect badly. So there are a few people who do want to make polite goodbyes. Nothing really of consequence. Then you will get outside. Mm-hmm. It's dark. That's good. What kind of vehicle did you come in? We have a very modest Toyota Camry. Nothing flashy. I imagine black tinted out. Yes, yes, yes. Keith probably keeps it very neat because what else is he going to do during the day? Yeah, he keeps it neat. I mean, it's not our car. We're using it. It's the prince. Yeah, come on. Cool. You will see that standing in the parking lot near your vehicle are two silhouettes. I just look to Keith annoyed. You'll see these two feminine silhouettes. They will take a step out of the sort of ambient darkness that's just here, the shadows, because it's a parking lot outside of a school and a non-school event that is just randomly rented out for. You will see the woman that you know to be the La Sombra representative in the city, the only legal La Sombra in the city, Winifred Roxfall. She steps forward with eyes of black, and as she steps a little bit closer, her eyes will return to normal. And next to her is her companion, Dawn. She gives you a... I don't know. Does Missy like being bowed to, or is she just like... If people do it, I think she would just kind of give like a weird kind of raised eyebrow look like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> but whatever they want to do, right? You know? And she will speak for a moment. It's like, Miss Ryder, if I could have a moment of your time? It's been kind of a, a, a long evening. Can it not wait? Or it, it, yeah, you, Nope, you're right. What is it I can do for you? I was hoping we could have a private conversation somewhere that's and she'll motion around to the area. Not in the middle of an empty parking lot where who knows who could hear. Um, where would you feel most comfortable having this conversation? 
I mean, if you want to get in the back seat of the vehicle and talk there, I can assure you the car's fine. She'll look at Keith. Is the car clear? He just does the very confident purse lips nod like, mm, mm-hmm. And then he'll say that the vehicle has been provided by the tower and as such, it's kept very secure. She says, that's fine for me. Looks to Dawn. Dawn's like, yeah, sure. And Dawn pulls out a cigarette and lights it up. Offers one to any of you guys. Um, you, you can't smoke that in the car. That's, yeah, whatever. Offers one to Keith. Keith looks at you and... Keith knows he can have a cigarette if he wants a cigarette. It's up to Keith. Keith will have a cigarette. You guys will take a couple of steps over to the car. Keith will open the door for you in the back. Do you scoot over or... Yes, I'll scoot over. That's what a decent person would do. She will get in to sit after you. Keith will close the door and then we'll stand sort of at attention outside of it, smoking the cigarette. Dawn just kind of like gives him the like, sup, gives him a little head nod. And you can hear some light conversation outside. Inside, Winifred will start with eventful evening right there at the end. Oh. Um. Missy's going to be kind of confused. Like, nobody was in that room. It was just me and Art. And what does she talk? Yes, yes. Um, You know, it's, it's expected at a uh, party thrown by uh, Jimmy and with Coco's help, so. I've been to a few Torridor run events, and I've never seen one of them storm out of it like that. That was shocking, honestly. She, she'll just smile, a big smile, and say, well, he can be moody. Are we sure he's not a Bruja? I mean, I don't really care what he is. Fair enough. So... I'm sorry, I, I've brought business or the potential business. Mm-hmm. I've been in the city for a few months now, and it's a little unusual from what I've been educated to believe, but your our prince has been doing well to hold it together. This is just trying to keep that smile on her face still. It doesn't respond to that. Just waits for her to continue. Have you ever been to other cities? Or just here? Sorry, I don't mean to be rude in asking these kinds of questions. but No, no. I've only ever been here. Well, it's my understanding, and really I've only been in Chicago, but that the prince has a, a council of representatives of all of the clans in the city and that doesn't seem to be the case here okay well there's just there's so many but some of them don't really have representation there's baron ahmed baron rutger baron abishai and baron welcher and now i guess baron watson whatever his name is Baron Jimmy. Baron Jimmy. So that's only Gangrel, Toreador, Nosferatu, 
Tremere. Oh, of course the Ventru, but the Prince is also Ventru. Mm-hmm. And then you could argue that the Sheriff is Bruja, so that leaves a lot of clans that don't really have the Prince's ear. Okay, and how do you wish me to assist? Would you like me to go to the Prince and express your concerns to the Prince on how you feel some clans are not being heard? Well, so I was hoping, Dawn and I were having some conversations about some ideas that maybe some of the less represented clans could have sort of like their own little group to not necessarily rival one of the barons in power or domain or territory, nothing like that, but just somebody that we could come to to get our voices heard. There's a lot of us. Your clan in particular doesn't really have true representation. Outside of yourself, of course, I don't mean to say that you're not really representing the interests of your clan. So, Ms. Roxfall, how many people are you saying are in your group that need or want this representation? So if there happens to be any, well, our clans, obviously, the Ravnos, if they're still around, any of the Hakata, the, they were the Giovannis, the, the Banu Hakim, or Keen forbid, I think is what some people are saying for some reason, that any caitiff or thin bloods. Hmm. And you've spoken to all of these members of these clans to, to find out if they are upset like you are about their lack of representations? Cause Not personally. I'm pretty sure a lot of the Malkavians here don't even realize what city they're in. You would know them far better than I. I have only been here for a few months. Mm-hmm. I have spoken with some, and some are content in their roles, their locations, just happy to report to whatever baron they serve or what. But what does the sheriff's knights are busy, and he can't always be responsible for his clanmates as well as his own duties. Well, I'm more than happy to go to the prince and express that you have spent time in another city, a larger city, Chicago, where things were run differently and all clans had a representation to that prince. And now that you've been in Springfield for a few months, you feel that there are certain people, although some of them you've spoken to are content, but you feel that Certain clans need more representation at the table. More than happy to go to the prince and tell her these are your feelings. She holds her hands up slightly defensively and just gives a a little bit of a blink. Just like, hold on. I meant no offense. I, I was simply repeating what I heard you say. I, uh. As Harold, that is what I do. I am told something and I repeat it. Did I not capture your point with my words? You did. There are always people who will be unhappy with their lot in life or in the night, as the case may be. But 
she kind of rubs at her leg a little bit as if, you know, your palms would be sweaty and she tries to dry them off, but obviously she doesn't sweat. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things that happen across all of these nights. In particular, recently, did you know or have you heard that the Bruja and the Gangrel have left the Camarilla almost as a on a whole. There was some big upheaval at a well, the 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 higher higher ups, you know, the types. Hmm. Justicars or Alistairs or she seems to think for a minute. I don't really remember the difference. Uh but she'll she'll nod her head and and indicate that she's fully aware, even though she probably is not. Of course. <laughs> and, well, my own clan is recently attempting to ingratiate themselves into the ideal of kindred society, given their history in the past. Ms. Rockfall, is that all you wanted to discuss with me? And I'm also now curious as to how this was a business opportunity. Well, in your position, you have your fingers on the the heartbeat of the city to an extent, perhaps more so than most other people, especially outside of their own little domains. It's You would seem to be the natural fit to be the spokesperson. You travel all over the city, you talk to all kinds of people, you deliver all kinds of messages, you take all kinds of messages, and then this gives you almost free reign to to have that representation. We must define business differently because, again, I'm more than happy to go to the prince and express your feelings about lack of representation. I am not going to the prince and say, I feel this way or I've noticed this or any variation of that. Her shoulders slump a little bit. She looks a little defeated, just kind of like she thought she had a good idea, came to the person she thought would be a natural fit or something along those lines, and it's just kind of getting, yeah, nah. I understand that I am an outcast. I'm on the outside. I am suspect of just about everybody in the city due to circumstances outside my control. But I am trying to generate representation for people that get overlooked or worse, outright ignored. I understand how you feel having been an outcast in this city for quite some time and only just recently acquired my position, a position I really plan on holding on to. But again, I will go and express your concerns to the prince. Her eyes dart around your face looking for any kind of hint or tell. What's the read she's trying to get? On part of it, she knows that you are sort of outcast and a little bit shunned until recently by the by the Camarilla. Mm-hmm. I think she's looking to see if you have any actual interest in 
either the position or the idea. The position of representation or the idea of representation, whether I really care or not about that? Yeah, whether or not you have any real interest in being the voice for some of these people. Missy's been disenfranchised her whole life. I mean, that's just the way life is for some people. There's no way you can change that. I think she doesn't believe in this at all, this cause at all. She will go and tell the prince, hey, there are some people that, but she fully expects the prince to just ignore it and go, that's too bad, because that's how life goes. After a moment of looking for a crack in your, your armor or something, she either decides she's not finding what she wants or has decided to accept what she's been giving. She will straighten up, hands in her lap a little bit with her little bag. That is all, Harold. If you have no need of me, I will be on my way. This was your meeting. If you're done, that's fine. Um, if you have anything else you'd like to discuss with me, please feel free. Just because on this one issue, I couldn't assist as fully as you wanted does not mean that I wouldn't like to assist you in the future with something. Of course. Let that hang a moment, and then there's a knock on the window just to let them know, and then she opens the door and gives you a small head nod and gets out to leave. Dawn is laughing about something as the doors open, and you start to hear sounds from outside come in. And after a moment, they take a couple of steps away. Keith gets in and, looking into the rearview mirror, looks back to you and asks, where to? Hmm. We should probably go make a report. Check in with the prince. Of course. And she'll pull out the phone to make contact. Sure. And, and let them know that she's on her way. He'll start up the car and drive off into the night. She'll ask him what did he and Don talk about as just chit-chat on the drive. Nothing of consequence, ma'am. It's weather. Talking about the sports teams. She had just made a joke about how normal this must all seem to people that have never seen a movie before where the spy movies where they would always talk about the most innocuous things in order to seem nonchalant when in reality they are very chalant. Okay. If I may, she... And then he waits for like a, a small nod from you to his statement. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem to take her responsibilities or positions very seriously. Hmm. To each their own. I mean, we don't know what kind of relationship those two have maybe you know that is her role to just not care if I can speak freely of course Miss Jackson had unkind things to say about the two of them when they first came to the city hmm she comes from a bloodline that has done terrible things mm-hmm a bloodline that was almost exclusively Sabat, I believe she said. Mm-hmm. 
Miss Jackson was not keen on the idea of them being in the city, let alone being allowed to exist within the whole Camarilla society. Wow. Camarilla has a lot of rules that um, if we're followed, I wouldn't exist in this society. Would truly be a shame. Hmm. For those same roles, I believe that if not for you, my existence would be worse. Exactly. So Ms. Jackson didn't like them. They have a reputation as being horrible baby murderers. Hmm. Did she do anything about those feelings? Did she have them watched? Did she track them at all? A little bit. There was some watching of everyone in the city. Maybe not directly, but she was always on the lookout for anything we might have heard involving the two of them. Hmm. Did she find anything out about them that would that she would want to take to the prince, you know, to kind of expel them or get rid of them? Nothing that I have the privilege of knowing. I'm sure that anything that she could have used to her advantage would have been brought to the prince. Hmm. I don't know. That bitch liked to keep a lot of things in her back pocket until it really suited her. Are you watching him for a reaction? Mm-hmm. He does that thing where it's like a flinch, a little bit of a wince, but at the same time, blood bonds do weird things to your emotions. Oh, he didn't like that I called her a bitch. Or that I impugned her integrity. I mean, are you asking him that, or... Yeah. I'm sorry, I... The... She did a lot of terrible things to a lot of people to get where she was. Hmm. And... Some of those things I wish that she did not do to myself in particular. However, I'm still trying to understand a lot of what was and was not my own doing. All right. Well, change the subject or just stop talking about it altogether. Not my favorite person to discuss anyway. Of course. You've been much nicer to me and the short time that we have been working together. Wow. Not exactly a high bar, Keith, but thanks for thanks for saying that. She's going to pull the other phone out, the one Art's given her, and she's going to text Art. And um, she's going to message him that apparently the, the, the bitch Harpy had a lot of people followed, especially uh, Winifred. And then another text after that, maybe there's something there. Maybe you can dig up more if there's anything to worry about with, with them. Her, Winifred. All right, you're free to respond to that. Probably waiting for your meeting that you were having that night. Probably was. Text back, interesting. I'll see what I can find. Good to see you tonight, smiley face. Uh, text back, yeah, great party. 
Wouldn't expect anything less from Jimmy. LMAO. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to go have the conversation with the prince, I guess. You arrive at your apartment building. You and Keith park the car, you get out, go inside. Night person's there at the desk, little wave. And then inside you do... You go inside the elevator and you do the thing where you hit two buttons at the same time. And then you push a third button. And that, instead of taking the elevator up, takes it down to another floor. This floor is a place that the prince uses occasionally for business on the regular or just as an additional little safe house. May or may not be her usual haven, but this is where she happens to be this evening. Come in, there's a pair of ghouls that are armed in modern Kevlar body armor stuff. They just hang out. They greet you. They invite you to sit for a little bit. Keith takes up a position behind you, just waiting. Some time will pass before a door opens and the prince stands there with it opened. Gives you a nod and stands to the side to allow you into the office. Smile and, and nod, I guess, um, a little bow. She does it all, except curtsy. She'll give you the little head nod back. Go inside, wait for her to, to shut the door and settle wherever it is she's going to settle. She will not sit down unless she is invited to sit down. And that's that. After a moment, close the door and sits on the couch pats the side of the couch more like a larger love seat for you to sit and have a conversation no no she'll go sit down can i get you anything before we get started with whatever you need no no i i unexpected um unexpected uh to see you tonight i just wanted to come in and give a report about the party i i don't want to take up too much of your time. But I didn't want it to wait. Of course. Um, she leans back, crosses her legs, pulls out a, a little like sniffer of brandy, just kind of swirls and sniffs at it. Mm-hmm. So the event tonight um, had a, a good, good attendance. Unfortunately, the barons didn't attend. They all did send representatives, though. It seemed like everyone had a, a good time. Nothing of, you know, importance to uh, mention about the actual event itself. It's good. It's good. I was a little worried given the situation. Mm -hmm. Seems to be what I would expect from the Barons to think that they are too important to attend. Hmm. Mm hmm. And, and, and I'm definitely learning uh, about barons and how they like to behave. Well, I would not take Mr. James as an example. Hmm. Not yet. He is definitely a uh, special, special case. I did want to uh, let you know that I, I was approached after the event uh, when I was leaving by Winifred. She is allowed into the city. She's allowed to 
to be and do as she will as long as she follows our rules and yes yeah that that's what she's been doing she's been here a, a few months as she told me and uh she's just noticed that there are some differences in this city as opposed to chicago where she was before and she just kind of was wondering if that might ever change she raises an eyebrow puts the drink down every city is run a little differently i will admit that ours is a bit more unique given the circumstances but as long as we don't kick up too much of a fuss upper echelon should leave us alone yes i i did point out that chicago is a completely different city much larger and therefore would probably operate much differently than our city here but she still felt that it was something that should be brought to your attention so that you could consider it and i said as your herald i should definitely report any concerns to you so you knew what was being discussed of course miss roxfall feels that us some of the clans are not adequately represented. They don't get to um, speak to you or have your ear on issues and matters that are important to them. And she would like to know if there was some way to change that. Did she have a proposition? Um, it's one thing to present problems and issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm than to present solutions, especially when comparing us to Chicago, the American crown jewel of the Camarilla. Well, I think her idea was that I would be their voice, but I told her that that is not my role as the Herald and that my first duty is to you. But I think if you were to talk to uh, Ms. Roxfall, she would, she might be willing to, to be that representative of those, you know, those clans that aren't uh, truly um, in your presence. So you're in favor of this idea? To be honest, um, I know in life that there are some people that have a voice and there are some people that don't. And if you want a voice, you've got to do what you can to make that happen. But most times it's just not going to happen. And uh, I mean, they're probably smaller clans that don't even have a lot of people. So, you know, the larger clans are what's represented. I understand that. And it's really ultimately not even up to me. To, to decide whether or not that, that's something that needs to be done. That is entirely your decision. In most cities, you would be correct. It would be entirely my decision. However, our city is a little different. And that while I am prince, there are a handful of barons that do operate and command significant sections of the city that a deal had been brokered with. So... If this were to happen, they would need to at least have input on it. Yes, yes. No. I, I mean, it didn't seem like she was trying to carve out any territory or anything like that. She didn't want to 
another baron named or anything like that. It was just a, I guess, a seat at the table. How much do you know of this Plasombra? Oh, she's only been in our city a few months. Um, apparently, Ms. Jackson didn't care for her, didn't like her, and uh, had her watched, but I haven't been able to find out if anything was found to, you know, warrant that she can't be trusted. Uh, but I'll work on that if you'd like me to. I do know that her her clan, she comes from a, a bloodline that's done some terrible things, but, I mean, you know, I'm from, you know, a clan that's done some pretty crazy things, so I'm not one to badmouth. Until very recently, her clan was almost exclusively of the Sabbat, who are monsters. They revel in their monstrous nature instead of attempting to blend in like civilized kindred do, where we might go and wipe the memory of a few witnesses to masquerade breaches or kill them only when necessary. They have their almost own twisted masquerade with brute force and murder. I don't like to resort to murder in my city, but different princes will run their cities in different ways. What would you say of her if I were to tell you that she has been kindred for two years? I would say she has a lot to learn about what it means to be kindred. Indeed. The story that I was told and have lightly verified from associates in Chicago is that when the representatives from Clan La Sombra broke off from the Sabbat and seek refuge within the Ivory Tower, they started with Chicago and started to make deals there. For reasons unbeknownst to me, be it that my contacts in clan in Chicago did not know, or that they simply don't wish to have them discussed, this delegation, we'll call them, was given the permission to sire a local. And for whatever reason, she was the one that was chosen. Do they know anything about her prior to her embrace? Like, why would they choose her? Has Have we looked at her background to know? The immediate information that has been brought up, and as you mentioned, the late Miss Jackson was working upon this, along with some others. It seems to be that she was a student at the university specializing in law to be a, a lawyer, seemingly a public defendant. Hmm. Now, as we all know, such things, especially of the electronic variety, can be altered. But my sources, I trust and... She has given me no reason to believe otherwise. So she's an idealist. Perhaps. And maybe that was why they chose her. Maybe he was simply because they wanted a, a young, pretty face <laughs> to represent them in front of court. Maybe it was any number of things. When your mind is twisted 
by the Sabbat and you try to claw back to the light of the ivory tower, I try not to dwell on the choices and decisions that they have made. Well, then perhaps it would be good to discuss this matter with her and maybe keeping her close to keep a better eye on her. We can gain more information about her to see if there's anything to worry about. She claims to have been sent here to attempt to ingratiate the La Sombra in other cities after Chicago. They've apparently been accepted, even have their own primogen on the council, a member of the delegation that was sent there. I can only imagine that other delegations have arrived at other cities. She was sent here specifically because this is where she grew up before going off to college. Okay. I look forward to your thoughts on this matter in the coming nights, for whatever they may be. Missy just looks a little pensive, but she's nodding. Uh-huh. Is there anything else? Nope. Nope. Like I said, don't want to take up too much of your time. Just wanted to let you know conversation that was had. Excellent. Is there anything interesting you would like to to know about in her office, just passive observation. Uh, any books like that might she might be reading currently? There's nothing specifically that she is reading. However, you will see some account ledger on her desk. Mm-hmm. A couple of pens that to go with it, a calculator. There's a small bookcase that is set up here that's got a bunch of different variety of books of all kinds of ages. Stuff that you've probably had minor conversations about. Mm-hmm. A lot of accounting, banking style books. Some stuff that's just on like history and myths and legends, that kind of thing. The, the things that when you're a vampire, you just pick up because it's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but on the desk, like what she was actively working on were ledgers. Yes, like accounting ledgers. Okay. You don't see any notations on them that say where these ledgers might be for, but they are. You've seen these kinds of books. You've been in and out of her office where it's like numbers, 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 graphs, numbers, graphs. Mm-hmm. And looking at them, she wouldn't have a clue as to what was, what it was. I mean, like she knows it's numbers. She assumes it must be money, but she doesn't like. Yeah, she doesn't. She can't see anything about the numbers. Correct. Okay. There are some closed ledgers, there's like three of them stacked up there, that some books somewhere are being balanced. Mm-hmm. Or cooked. Who knows? That would be a criminal act. <laughs> Anything else you want to accomplish when you head out of here with Keith? Nope. Nope. But I do want it noted that I didn't tell the prince. About the stupid issue we had in the back room with the drug dealer guy. No, of course not. No, because I stick up for my coterie, even though the Aww. stupid Baron doesn't realize it. Jerk. I mean, you're just a cami spy. It's fine. <laughs> a penny for Missy's thoughts as she heads back up to her apartment. This job is hard. This Harold stuff is hard. I think she is trying to stay afloat on it. But I think also now she's kind of thinking about this stupid Winifred 
or stupid idealism and that it's just not going to work. It's just not going to happen. Like that's just not the way the world works. So I think she's going to think Winifred's going to be in for a rude awakening. Sucks for her. Yeah. Like she obviously doesn't understand how the world works. I can't wait to see how that turns out. <laughs> it is the 18th of August, 2021. Oh, uh, I should have come up with a smarmy title. Uh... A La Sombre Affair. Ooh. I guess we kept you around for one thing. <laughs> and I'll leave that in when I edit this so that you can remember that to name it that way. Because that's a good one. Fabulous. <laughs> then you will get outside. Mm-hmm. It's dark. That's good. I'm sorry? That's good. That is good that it's dark. You are, <laughs> you are super correct that it is good that it's dark outside. Um, we have a very modest Toyota Camry nothing flashy I imagine black tinted out yes 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 Keith probably keeps it very neat because what else is he going to do during the day yeah he keeps it neat I mean it's not our car we're using it it's the print yeah come on (laughs) you don't want (laughs) to you don't want to give the venture back a dirty car yeah, it's like a it's like a rental, like the worst rental company ever. <laughs> a literal bloodsucker. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna go have the conversation with the prince, I guess. Uh oh, resolve. Yeah, don't worry Why about do it. Well, resolve. He's going to kill me. <laughs> no, um... he's supposed to protect me. <laughs> no, I was debating on whether or not. He would say something, but uh, uh, okay. The blood blonde probably keeps him quiet because you're like, nah, I'm not talking. I have told him repeatedly that he is not a slave. He could do what he wants. He can make his own choices. Yeah, blood blonde's a hell of a drug. He's just there to do a job. Fuck, <laughs> guy. Tell you what, some books somewhere are being balanced. Mm-hmm. Or cooked. Who knows? That would be a criminal act. <laughs> there was a post on the, the VTM subreddit a while ago. It's like, man, how different would it be in Europe with their tighter gun controls? And it's like, uh, vampires would just carry guns anyway. You make it sound like the law stops vampires. <laughs> We're law abiding. Yeah. Eat, eat people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not. <sighs> I mean, maybe things are different in Europe. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. May I have a cup of your vitae? <laughs> I wouldn't want to assault you. May I gauge my fangs <laughs> upon your skin? <sighs> Goodness. All right. Oh. This Vampire of the Masquerade Chronicle is a non-official fan-created work by the Without a Net podcast. Portions of the materials used in this actual play are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with their permission. All rights are reserved. For any further information in those regards, or maybe upcoming releases, eh? You can find them at worldofdarkness.com.